<laughs> See, you, you didn't you didn't know where that one was going. <laughs> no, I really. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yes, I yes. laughed out loud all day. Uh, yes, we are recording this on the last yes. night. Yes. Of the presidency. Yes. Donald J. Fucking Trump. Yes. We will. Yes. Tomorrow. Well tomorrow at this time well of day, we will no longer. We will have a new president, and. Right. Right, and and we'll see how the we'll see how the newscasts decide to actually not report on Trump anymore, no matter what he does. Yeah, that's the key. But this is celebratory, to say the least. As I mentioned earlier, I brought out, I brought out a place where I like that I like to be where I've been before. I brought out how I think I would get there, and then I brought out what I should do before I leave. Can you guess what those three things are in that order that I brought to the table as my drinking friends? A place I want to be, how I'm going to get there, and what I need to do before I leave. You have thirty seconds. Place, how you want to get there has got to be a fat tire. Place you want to be has got to be, I don't know, Smithix is not a place. And what do you have to do before you get there? You got to, you got to doers, get it done. I don't know. Help me out. Doers has got to get it done. All right. So very good. Two out of three is correct. But I want to go to Boston because what I'm drinking is a Boston lager. Yeah, baby. I stand at Adams. So, but I don't know whether to do all this stuff. I probably will. But this is a big deal for us. We've done how many episodes did we do when Trump wasn't president? Zero. Zero. We're soon to have nearing our hundredth episode, and we've never had one. When or or did we were we recording when he was running? <laughs> it fucking feels like it, but no, no, we started. <laughs> it's two years ago, so we started long after we started right? in two years into early early two thousand nineteen. And he was long since president. Two years. So long in. Long and in. so we're yes, we are approaching uh, this one that we are currently recording is episode ninety four. Nine four. Oh. Yeah, baby. Six more episodes left. Until I watch that stupid the premiere discussion. A moonstruck. <laughs> yes. cent- a centennial event. The centennial episode, right. which is already pre titled. Moonstruck. Could be Moonstruck My Ass or Moonstruck and It could be the title of the episode, but the whole episode will be dedicated to it. So get ready. Moonstruck. Moon so here's some, you got a, you got a drum roll. Here's some news. Big event. Big event. Very good. We, uh, we had, we know for certain that last episode number, what would it be? 93. What was the name of it? What was the subtext? Oh, the subtext. Do you remember? I do. I, I titled it Impeach Cobbler, which was a phrase well, that was uttered. Four, at least 14 people listened to it. Well. 14. Now, think about that. We now have more viewers than can fit into a large van. That's true. So it started out with Stanley in the car. We need a bigger back van. Back and forth to Kansas. We're going to need a bigger van. I don't know. What are we? You know what I think we consider? We put the show on a train. The happy hour. We get train. a boxcar. Yeah. The happy hour boxcar. All aboard. Huh? Happy and hour. seats, a couple of booths, sleeping compartment. 
toilet to and enough room for 18 people comfortably it's going to take us another 20 episodes to get over 18 so that's good Four more <laughs> give a, a prize for the 18 to bring a friend that's what trump is doing for his farewell okay you know the story tomorrow morning at at, at eight o'clock that has to run quickly because at some point Trump is not happy about this, but he has to give Air Force One back to the United States government because he can't use it anymore. And so usually, historically, the outgoing president grants through this permission process gracious use of Air Force One following the inauguration where he allows the former president to go to wherever he's want to go, assuming that he needs a jet to get there. In the case of Obama, he went somewhere, but he didn't go home because he, he ended up living. Normally, it's not some island without an extradition treaty, but yes. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> but needless to say, the Trump people didn't pursue that as a viable option. So they're on, they were told, well, you got to, sure, you didn't use it, but you got to have it back because it's not yours anymore. So that means that his supporters, and I'll tell you about the invitation, his supporters have to be there pretty much about just before dawn. And if you want to get up front, you need to get there before dawn. And it's outside in a hangar in freezing cold. And the invitation says, featuring Donald Trump, doesn't say anything about the end of his term, doesn't say anything about the incoming administration, just says it's an event, a celebratory event. And it says to them, please bring five friends. (laughs) Please bring five. Hey, hey. We don't care who they are. We don't care who they are. Look, if you're listening to this, <laughs> tell five friends about this podcast. We don't care who they are. We just want to boost our numbers and our ratings. Doesn't that make sense? Right. That's, and, That's what he's doing. And, and then they, when That's they listen doing. to this, they can tell their five of their friends. Number and it's five. like, it's you know expo fucking Nencho, as they say in the going to change class. the name to the Amway Hour. Well. Do you know why? You have a dull look on your face. You don't know why? I am Amway. way understanding this. I mean... Yeah. Joe is a big proponent of Amway. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the uh, the uh, the railroad. What's the railroad called? Who, yes, I know about the. Who just bought Amway? Who bought Amway? No. The the orangutan uh, called man. They ended up giving him human rights, and he bought Amway. So now it's uh, a man's Amway. Mm. Nice. Yeah, kind I'm. Of, uh, there's a automatic poetic, isn't it? There's a really great... Hey, man, Zamway. There's a really great uh, podcast series about MLMs, which stands for multi-level marketing, which is what Amway is, this and this concept of where you get some portion of the income generated by people that you sign up for, basically a pyramid Ponzi scheme. And it has done so much damage to the American economy. And the the people that are super profitable from this have done some amazing, some amazing lobbying to make it so that Congress can't pass laws against these pyramid platforms. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. I will link that in the I'll show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero. That's how Betty nine, DeVos' husband. Four, zero, nine, three, we said. Yes. So. Nine, four. Nine, four. Nine, four. Nine, four. Zero, nine, four. Yes. So I wanted, as a send off to our dear leader, I yes. wanted to read through a couple of the 82 stupid yes. things from the Trump era you probably forgot about yes. posted on BuzzFeed. Yes. So I'm so glad you're I'm so glad you bring it up. I got to tell you that after I quit work today, I had a moment and I got up to number about 70 and I wrote down four. So it'll be interesting when you pick the ones that you want to read, 
or maybe you're just going to start with the first one. I don't know. But did you pick some favorites, or you just you haven't really looked? No, I've I, I read through them all, and I, there were some that I thought I might skip because they're very photo specific that don't really lend themselves to the audio medium. Oh, um, okay. Like, when you get to when you get to one I picked, I'll let you. Because there's a bunch that are like that time when he made this funny face. Gotta see the picture. Yeah. When he looked like this. Right. Although there is one I want to mention. Right. Anyway. About the way he looked. This will be in the show notes. Into a this, prior this, episode. this link will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 094, we decided. So number one is. And as a tribute to Trump on his last day. Yes. 82 things. We're not going to list them all. Done. Here we go. So when he got to sit, well, when he got to sit in a big boy truck. When, that photo scenario number, where he was up in the. Is that the, number eight? In, that's number one in the fire truck. And he was just there. It was good. Looking like a seven-year-old grabbing the steering wheel of a big truck and being like, ha, ah, right. look at me. I'm a big man, huh? Yes. Which is actually photocentric, so I'm surprised that you... It, the first one squeaked under your standard. That's no, okay. That's, but that, but everyone remembers that. Everyone, but everyone can picture that particular photo. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not a good right, one. Sense? And so the second one is also when he stared into the sun during the eclipse. Oh, yes. When everyone is being cautioned, don't look it directly reminds, at it. And it, he is there looking right up at the fucking sky. so much. And then and now, that with his fucking turkey waddle that he has that connects his... his the bottom of his chin to his red necktie as a waddle and how much he looks like the proverbial fucking turkey who's going to drown himself in his own in, in in the fucking rain shower right okay with its head back and its mouth open its beak open that's a good one that's a good one so so look at number eight hold on another one number five is when he marveled that nobody knew that healthcare could be so complicated Right. When I loved it. He was like I loved it. He, and everyone in the country Literally everyone said said Duh We did. We did. So Oh yeah, that's a good one. What's number eight? Hold on, number seven is when he addressed thousands of Boy Scouts with a rambling political speech about yes. cocktail parties and rich people having sex on boats. <laughs> <laughs> these He's these young boys racist. out there in the crowd and Anyway, all right, number eight. He told scientists he might kill the coronavirus by finding a way to inject people with light or disinfectants. So one of the reasons that is, is a highlight to me is because not just because he did it, but the extraterrestrial look that Dr. Burks had on her face during that. Yes. And how he then went into a total maniacal, unbelievable stretch that he was kidding. And he said it. He must have, we could check this, but I bet you he was still saying it a year later. There wasn't one single person on the planet who believed him. That's not true. 35 million right. probably believed him because they, they believe anything. <clears throat> but the others are funnier than that. That that one is sad, actually. That one is sad. But, so the next one, which is also very photo heavy, but if you have been following the news at all, you will instantly you'll, imagine you'll the hear. photo. Number nine, when he served college football players a fast food feast during a government shutdown and posed for this photo where he has all these McDonald's hamburgers laid out and he's there with his hands spread and behind him is a very pensive portrait of Abraham Lincoln in the White House. And here he is with all of these McDonald's double cheeseburgers or whatever. It's just like, yeah. that's but like that particular photo, that photo I think might be the most emblematic of his whole presidency. How clueless he is. How clueless he is and how, how low class. And how low class. How low class. How hey guys, what if I bought McDonald's for everybody? Wouldn't that wouldn't that make you like me? Oh man, like, that would be different. That level of Oh they would they would love that. Right. But you can't get too many cheeseburgers. That level of oh, yeah. of 
uh, intellect boss. and class of, hey, what if in this grand historic building we put out a great table full of fucking McNuggets? It's what sort of what sort of level of human do you have to be? Anyway, yeah, uh, With, and and so here's the thing about Trump too that I'll tell you from these things. I'm gonna hear some more. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you three numbers. So uh, jot them down because we, we want to. I don't know what they okay. are anymore. Twenty-seven, thirty-seven, sixty-five. Twenty-seven, thirty-seven, sixty-five. Whatever you feel like. But whoever has those on their bingo sheets. There's a couple in there that. Sh- yes. <laughs> there's a couple in there that aren't on my list that show him genuinely happy. One is when he's catching a. He's throwing a baseball. Yes, that was one. And conversely, he's Hold got on. a funny look on We're his gonna face. We're going to get there. And enjoying himself. I know, but I'm gonna. This is my point. There's a couple that he's laughing. It's an interesting thing about Trump. How those aren't a couple that I had ever seen before. Yeah, I had never seen the two smiling Trumps, which put him in the only, uh, for me, the only potential positive light for a moment that he actually was experiencing a human emotion that other people feel, like enjoyment or mirth. You never hear he's a funny guy. You never hear oh he knows how to have a good time. You heard that about the other presidents all the time. Sure, every Except single one. Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Nixon liked to drink. Scott, you know, hey, but no, yeah. he doesn't drink. He has no humor. And so to see him laughing, but anyway, I, I fell off the ladder of the eighty-two rung. Allow me to continue. Climb into legacy. So the, the next one, number ten, is uh, he speculated that anti-police brutality protesters were throwing bags of soup. I, I recall it being cans, but. It was cans. But hold on. I mean, it was cans. Hold on. We did a shtick on it. We did, but there's a link here where... I don't know. Oh, it must be true. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, next one. Maybe he which I, Which I totally remember. When he told a hurricane victim whose yard became a landing spot for someone's unmoored yacht, yeah. at least you got a nice boat out of the deal. What sort of a fucking... <laughs> His house is gone. Right. Not, and, and I don't know if you're going to pick this one, but when he's throwing... The uh, rolls of paper towels out like yeah, he's tossing we're, we're t-shirts there. after we're a ball there. game. Slow your roll. No spoilers. So the next one is when he met with people affected by mass shootings at, at, at schools, and he had a note in his hand reminding himself to say, I hear you. He needed a note that's, that, that the photographer took a photo of this note that was in his hand. Uh, one of the questions was, I can see the photo here. What would you most want me to know about your experience? Is the question. And then the final thing to remind him is to say, look, I hear you. I, because can you, can you imagine, say? can you imagine yeah. Obama needing. or George W. Bush or anyone oh. needing that level of empathy prompt? But here we are. Anyway, right. let's continue. When he told reporters his coronavirus test came back positively towards the negative. Yeah. Uh-huh. When he was hospitalized with COVID-19 and realized photo- and released photographs of himself working, which appeared to be signing blank pieces of paper with a marker. Classic Trump. And showing him, obviously, in two different rooms working only 10 minutes apart. Yes, exactly. Yes, because they, was... because the reporters went and they looked at the EXIF data because photographs with modern yeah, right, cameras right. have these data signatures. <laughs> anyway. And, and I hate to beat it to you, but this is a segue into him posing, acting like he's writing his own inauguration speech with a pad and a pen. Yes, <laughs> so good. It's like nobody, nobody, no, who believes this? So your studious is the best student ever. Wharton School of Business, best point. So when, I had it all. when he briefly it. left the hospital to hold a COVID parade and greet supporters, yeah. when he left, he was COVID positive 
and he got in a, in a car with a bunch of Secret Service people and just because he wanted to get out, out of the hospital. Anyway, when he went, when he met the lawnmower boy, yeah, sat at the tiny desk. We've, we've talked about so many of these. When he hugged and kissed the flag. I do not recall this kissing the flag photo, but number 20 is when he congratulated Vladimir Putin on his re-election, despite being advised by the State Department. Do not congratulate. He was very specifically told, <laughs> do not say congratulations. And there he was. In caps. And number 21 is the one you mentioned of tossing paper towels to hurricane victims like he was giving out t-shirts at a basketball game hey you get a you get some paper towels you get some paper towels like there you go it's i wonder uh, i'm surprised he didn't sign him i really am and i'm surprised he didn't sign him with his with his famous uh, black sharpie but, but that was such a clear moment demonstrating his lack of yes empathy completely empathy. sense sense completely. sense of privilege and here i am in this uh in this hurricane-ravaged island of Puerto Rico, giving out supplies, yes. and Which, let's do it in the most fun, photogenic way possible, so that I look like a hero. Anyway, aren't you glad he's gone? Doesn't it just give you a existential relief, an existential ever since sigh of relief? Ever since he's been cut off of broadcasting, apart Twitter. Yes. Twitter mostly, but the fact that he can only broadcast now via official channels like normal presidents, it's it's so nice. Anyway, uh, you had a cartoon you sent me that was perfect. Yes, I, and that's what that sigh relief sounds like. That's going to be you ready. This is what the sigh relief. Sounds oh yeah, nice that's the sigh of relief. Yes, that's twelve year old doers. That I'm pretty sure that particular cartoon that I sent you, first of all, it will be in the show notes, but also it will probably be the art for this particular episode. It show it depicts Trump as if he were a one of those monkeys with the symbols that Battery has batteries on his back that, that just walks forward and the batteries have been taken out of him and the batteries are labeled Twitter and Facebook. So fucking perfect. In the snow. In the snow, right in the snow which is yeah. even more interesting. Yeah. Which makes it just absolutely in real time. It, it makes it very January. See what I'm saying? Yes. Very January. Hey, that's a good one. How are you feeling today? Ah, I don't know. Very, very January. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to feel be feeling very fucking January party time. January. Oh, God. Yeah. I set aside some time. It's, oh, God. And he's, he had the Republican Party in his hands. He had it in his hands. He had it that no one could run for president besides him until he said so. He had that in his hands, and he made sure that he destroyed it because he is, as his father knew he was, the biggest fuck-up on the planet Earth, the biggest loser who would fuck everything up time and time again and now live in absolutely fucking historical infamy that the way that he will be discussed in history right. is the single most diabolical negative character in his in, in all of our history. And one could predict that we won't have anything like him again. And I think that will be his legacy, is that there will no longer be this allowance that, oh, you do that because everybody's done it. Release your taxes. Oh, that's th this and that because it was custom. Or some policy in the fucking Department of Justice that says you can't indict a sitting president. You know, a policy, a memo that was written during the next the Nixon era 
that's what we base this on? Give me a fucking break. Pass a fucking law and use the balance of powers and get this shit square. Co-equal branches of government. I think, I think that Congress can't get away with this shit. I think the historians are going to have the benefit of the doubt of really knowing what a bankrupt, debt-ridden loser he was. It'll, even more will come to pass. The whole time that he had the rest of us convinced that he was a rich guy. I think that who was convinced? Yeah, no, I said us as you know the proverbial the proverbial uh, conglomerate us. Yes, so then I think that it's it's going to come out that he was always this poor, and I think that it's going to make it hard. I think it's going to force future people that want to claim that they are rich and they are rich because they are clever to actually show some fucking numbers. Because I think right. if you don't do that, they're going to call you. Oh, whatever, Mister Trump. Just to, to how mock Trumpian, you. How Trumpian of you. Right. The American lexicon is forever changed. Absolutely. All sorts of new words, all sorts of new phrases, fake news, all the things that he coined, his his pendant for being able to stick people with nicknames that were clever to a certain extent and belittled and captured, which is exactly what he wanted. Little Marco, for example. What was his for? Lion Ted. Right. And it instantly brought up those things about the guys. That's why he was so effective. He rose to fame in social media. He used social media. There is a story that you probably read about his media guru who met with him early on and said, look, we need to plot a strategy for you to be the biggest thing that ever happened. And he's the one who helped develop it. You know about this. You must have been in your line of work. There's a man, a, a guy, a, a guru. A social media guru? I'm surprised he doesn't. I'm surprised that it's not jumping immediately to oh, yeah, social media group. You'll have to That's follow sort of up like on a that. Slow moving moody, a movie where the person jumping is going in slow motion and the body of water is a big puddle of mud. All right. So, so we're only up to number 20 here of 82. There's more to go. Uh, this is a special two hour episode. Yes. So we got all the time in the world. Well, I'm we, not hanging up until this bottle of scotch is <laughs> So number 22 is when he tweeted the word kofefe in the middle of the night. <laughs> what a hilarious. <laughs> Did you. Do you remember the story? Do you remember the news that was widely reported that he had fallen asleep with his device in his hand and that his fingers just randomly fell on those keys and someone had woke him or saw him sitting in some chair somewhere and said, Mr. President, and then they saw the traffic and they realized what he had done and so they deleted it. So you can imagine them going and he doesn't sleep with with his his wife he's got separate bedrooms and so he's sitting up in a chair somewhere probably tv set a tray a tv tray in front of him like you used to see the reagan z on the big couch but here the room is strewn with garbage it's pizzas boxes with all the crust in them because he doesn't eat the crust of pizza he just eats the topping sure just like a lot of three and four year olds will do and also wrappers of all sorts of shit and it isn't that the people don't come and clean it where he chases them out, it's that's what's happened since they cleaned it last. That's just 12 hours of what he's doing right now. He's stuffing himself. He's probably dressed. He's probably in his fucking underwear. He's, he might be even fucking soiled. He's just eating. He's not drinking. He's, who knows? He's probably got, he's probably got some fucking hoe who comes in and fucking blows him so he gets a little fucking relief. This is what his no. life is like right now. This is what his life is like right now. So the official... His wife's in Florida. The, the official... Kofefe tweet was on May 31st, 2017. He tweets, despite the constant negative press, Kofefe. 
no, no punctuation. And, but what I love is that then there are, there are follow-up tweets by other people saying, it's been 22 minutes. I think he met Kofefe. And another one says, it's almost an hour and the Kofefe tweet is still up. Imagine tweets. Imagine he tweets something wrong during a crisis. Who's there to fix it? <laughs> and then there was some banter about what Kofefe really meant, that he did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's to be dealt with. So then he met with the Prince of Wales with an H, which, as he tweeted. Right, <laughs> Wales with an H. Yeah. <laughs> when he pronounced the National Park Yosemite as Yosemite. <laughs> Yo, Semite. Oh, God, he is, he is such when he, a fucking moron. When he drew on a hurricane map with a Sharpie, we'll yes. discuss this. Yes, uh, that one, that one. In fact, if I recall, that was one, at that time, that was actually one of the earlier proofs of how outrageous he could be. And in hindsight, when we look at that, we realize that was nothing. Right. And yet, we were... Like, are you kidding me? We were, that, was September, that was September Pretty 1st. Pretty unbelievable that the President of the United States... That was September 1st, 2019. I'm sure we discussed that on this exact program on because we, did. we were recording. That was... Yes. Yes. I, was, so then I we have... Remember. When he said this hurricane was one of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. It's <laughs> the worst we've ever seen. Yeah, we're still... From the standpoint of water, the when worst he, ever. When he saluted, an, what number was that? Oh yeah, we've, we've, we're, we're, we're jumping up. That's a good one. That should have gotten more press. The, what number is that? That's thirty-seven. But the next one, thirty-eight, is. I had that. One. You had thirty-seven. That was on your bingo card. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And do you remember the shit that Fox News put Obama through when he bowed a little too deeply to some foreign leader? And they were like, yeah. oh, this is an outrage. This is like putting yourself prostrate to the enemy. And this Absolutely is showing shit. your belly. And we, uh, we this is a show of a... subordination, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so, uh, almost as serious as when Obama wore the tan suit. Oh, let's not. I'm Stop. Oh. You're bringing back flashbacks of horror. Stop. Yes. Oh, I could get sick to my stomach when I think about outrageous that Obama was. Yes. With that fucking tan suit. What could he be thinking? Fucking Moral post- outrage. Think. A tan suit? The president? What? Say, what? Is he on vacation? God. What is this casual? What is it? A, a casual Friday in the White House? No, that's that's no that's no good. Are you gonna wear jeans? Low well, life. Obama with his mom jeans. That's another. What would you expect? What would you expect? So the next one is our perennial favorite, person, person woman, camera TV, which <laughs> when he's bragging about his abilities, which. Everyone knows is exactly him naming uh, objects in his field of view. This is like uh, me saying laptop, monitor, whiskey, Dennis, as my things that I'm thinking about right now. It's just what? The, 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 that's one of several that explain to us how he's really an idiot savant because he's really very stupid. He has a very low IQ. Yes, on a lot of things. This is proof of that, what he said about the bleach. This is low IQ stuff. And so that supports the notion that he is, in fact, a social media idiot savant because that's his only fucking skill. He can make news and he can distract. He is so good at distracting. He could kill a negative news cycle about him, which was serious, like a foreign issue where he was at fault, with a different issue which wasn't particularly flattering to him, but it didn't really matter because it wasn't that one. Right. 
he could hold up the shiny keys exactly. to the press. Exactly. And they would go like fucking piranha to fucking chicken livers thrown in the fucking, uh, fucking river. Yes. He held the shiny keys to the press. He could, at any one moment, make the press stop thinking about whatever they were thinking about and start thinking about whatever. it. Whatever he wanted. Yes. And Did you hear what he said? Right. Did, Did you hear you the last hear thing that he, he said? said? Yes. Well, that's nothing. Listen to this. Exactly. That's one of the that's one of the reasons that I love to tune in to uh, public uh, television news, because unlike the opinion news stations, MSNBC, CNN, which are really political news shows, they're not they're not general news programs it's like PBS, McNeil uh, Hour, whatever they call that now, because they get into those other things and they give a lot more depth where the even MSNBC will have their panelists and they'll spend a couple minutes on a segment on this one. They will give somebody just three or four minutes to talk, which you get 30 seconds when you're on these other stations. So right. that was always really helpful. Okay, roll the roll Next one. barrel. All right. We're skipping a whole bunch. We're going up to 51. When he said that he met with the president of the Virgin Islands, parentheses, which is him. I like that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like that one I like a that lot. One There's a whole bunch of silly photo things. That's 55. Right. When... When he asked a kid on Christmas Eve if they were still a believer in Santa. <laughs> it's what, and the kid said, why shouldn't I be? Can you imagine Barack Obama talking to a child and saying, you don't still believe that crap, do you? Like, what? That was my Obama impression. Uh, so when he took credit for no planes crashing... When he said he was like really smart, like a very stable genius, when he brushed dandruff off the French president's shoulder in front of the global media, <sighs> when he said yeah. birthday gift, maybe that's why she doesn't sleep in the same room. No, that's that's fifty nine. Blah blah blah. When he fell for a prank phone call, sixty three is the photo where he actually looks happy throwing a baseball. The only yes. this is the only photo I've ever seen where he looks actually like he's having fun and this is while the ball is and then no, and then the next one on the stage yeah you've said that I haven't, flag. I haven't seen that yet the no the, hug, the hugging the, the flag no the hugging okay, the flag one. yeah but that's his dancing wasn't joy joyful as this throw is anyway the next one yeah, is him true. trying to trying to catch a ball and looking stressed but look yeah. i i would like to i would like to complain about this because if you are taking photographs of someone when they're trying to do something in sports you will find the most awkward face when someone is trying in, in the in the moment of catching something or in the moment of hitting something or in the moment yeah. of throwing something if you look at photographs of pro tennis players when they're hitting a ball they always look so anguished but this is i disavow Number sixty-four, where he's looking weird, trying to catch a oh, trying to catch a ball. I can barely believe that you're applying a point of principle to Donald Trump. I, no, to this you argument. are a rare breed. You're a rare breed. So and, the other, you know, how about an exception to that for Trump? Okay, okay, just this, one time. This guy deserves nothing. Okay, what's sixty-five? Sixty-five was one of the ones that you chose. Is when he boasted about his his, his administration to the UN General Assembly, and they all laughed at him. I remember this so clearly. He was like, we've done more for this country than any other administration ever. And the room erupted in laughter. <laughs> and, and he was, he was confused. He was confused because he was like, because he was like, that wasn't supposed to be a laugh line. But hey, if you guys are happy, yeah. He said, no. He said, he said if I recall, he said, no, it's true. Yeah. 
it's true. Something like that, that you never would have thought that a president of the United States would have to say, I didn't go any further than 65. So from this point further, this would be you refreshing me on history. So it's not refreshing me the, from the list. The actual link from the list says that his response was, didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Trump said with a smile before continuing oh. with the speech, which I recall is oh, as interesting. true. That shows an amazing amount of insight that I wouldn't think he would have, yeah. that he was even aware of the moment. So the, the next one is when asked what he was thankful for at Thanksgiving, he said himself, <laughs> hey, Narcissus, uh, how you doing? <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me continue gazing in this pot, in this little spring of right. clear water here for just another moment in this, before I answer your question. In this gold-plated toilet bowl. Yes. Next one is he held a press conference on the coronavirus and touched seven people. Huh? Remember when he wanted to buy Greenland and caused a diplomatic crisis when Denmark refused to sell Greenland? <laughs> You're so good. What a fucking maroon. Do you remember why? Do you remember why? Do you remember why what? The woman who is the prime minister of Greenland cut a video of instruction to Trump about climate change that she spoke down to him like he was a great. That's what sparked his say he's just going to buy it. Do you remember that? I think you're attributing too much. There doesn't take the... No, it does. No, I'm clear about this. I think the Atlantic Monthly reported on this. She's not talking to me. She's talking to the United States of America. Said the president added, "You don't talk to the United States that way." Yeah. So yes, you are just correct. proceeded. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> These are some things I'd like to forget. <laughs> so, as we continue, hey, I things. have a stray thought. I have a stray. You I have a stray, a stray thought. thought. So do you remember, like another one, do you remember in The Young Pope, the episode when the prime, or the, the prime minister, the, yeah, the prime minister of Greenland came to visit the Pope, and it told the world, if they didn't already know it, that in Greenland, the citizens of Greenland, the inhabitants, the, the people of Greenland, cannot help but dance when there's any music being played. Do you remember talking about this? You have mentioned... You don't, do you? You've mentioned this... And Jude Law, I believe, is the star. Is I've honestly not cool. seen that movie. No, it's a series. Show. Young okay. Pope. Yeah. A young Pope, but then the new Pope. And the new Pope is John Mankiewicz. Okay. Certainly. I have not seen it. You and have mentioned it. That? You've mentioned it. Oh, man. I've seen the two Popes. I, I, I know you. This is what Tom Hanks' character said to Wilson in, in his famous Castaway movie. He said, I know you, he said to Wilson, and I know you. You will love both of these series. You will love them. Okay. I now, will put that on. Not, my... Put it on your to-do list in your, in your spare time. Young? Put it after the number 65. Pope. Young Pope. And, of course, the young Pope before you see the new Pope. This is one of the more stunning performances of John Mankiewicz ever. Malkovich. And the beauty of it is it goes on for episode after episode. And I can't get enough of the guy. So it was like, oh, man. Oh, man, man, do you remember back when we were talking about so, him in in the comic book show? I can't remember. Where he was sending, throwing people onto the moon. Oh, it was the series, right? With Don Johnson, the oh. cartoon graphic novel series. He played the sheriff. <laughs> Boy, we look so dumb right now. Anyway, not not important. So, back to our list. And he said we could rake forests to present 
to prevent fires. He said, hey, you guys in California, man, if you just rake your forests, you're not going to have forest fires. Right. Uh, if everybody would just rake their backyard, they'd go. Did anybody do the math on that? Oh, uh, yeah. How many acres every man, woman, and child in California would have to rake each year to make that happen? We well, should do that. Well, his, you his should do point, it. I ain't got the time. His point was that in Finland, they don't have this problem because they rake their forests. And the Finnish prime minister responded, as I recall, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Donald? We, we don't do that. In fact, it's healthier for the forest if you leave all the detritus on the ground. Anyway, next one is when he said revolutionary forces took over the airports during the American War of Independence in the 18th century. <laughs> classy, classy. That was good. What do you, so what are his handlers? What goes through their head? They can't give like a face palm. When he's saying this shit, the shit, the fucking is, I don't know what his communication people are because I they, they must, they must just be like, they, at some point you learn to expect the unexpected. And but do they, they say, must, oh, that's funny? I don't know. They must have just this background taste of bullshit in their mouth that any new particular <laughs> thing is that's Donald. Sure wanna, I'm not sure I want to know. That's awful feeling. Awful yeah. taste. I'm glad you gave it to me. Let's see. Oh, God. What did I do? I ate something that had fucking dog shit on it. When have was, you ever eaten dog shit? Uh, or any kind of shit? I mean, on like pasta or on Practical rice? joke. Or... Oh, so you're a connoisseur then. Does <laughs> your wife feed it to you in these little glass mustard containers with a glass top and a little glass spoon wedged in? I mean, oh, darling, there's some of that. Here's some shit from the next door neighbor's dachshund. Uh, it has a long, skinny sardine look to it. Sardine shit is one type of where we're going here when he kept tearing up documents so we're going to finish soon we're getting close when he kept tearing up documents and the staffers had to tape them back together that one time remember when he shoved another world leader out of the way so he could be he could be in the front of the photo like they were meeting at davos or whatever and he was like <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna be here in front when he called tim cook tim apple as we have mentioned many times when he defended his ability to walk down a ramp Yes. yes. And anyway, that's pretty that much the point, end. And let me add there. Let me interrupt there. There was a point long before this ramp thing where he became such a butt of so many jokes that he was a caricature. And we got in a, so many millions and millions of people got so much enjoyment out of how he was being made fun of. I remember you sent me somewhere in that time frame the, the re-recording of the legitimacy of his phone call. It was a perfect phone call, and it was done to a song. Right. I think you sent, I can't remember, it was some time ago. But you just did that again with another one, didn't you? I think so. With the, you um, just sent. Recently with his phone call with talking to the Georgia people. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was, And those are clever. I like those. But that, that going down the ramp was yeah. an example. There was another one you must have skipped over where he was drinking the water. Right, yeah. And had to use two hands to bring the bottle. Yeah. Those physical kind of funny things about him where this big fat ass in a set of khakis as he's bending over to pick up his ball, which, which might have accompanied the story of how, what a fucking cheat he was in fucking golf. Jesus fucking Christ. Right. Like what how fucking care. Like how the people at the golf course nicknamed, nicknamed him uh, Pele because he kicks the ball so much. So uh, I, I, I want to talk I want to talk briefly about this other article. 
titled Trump's Snub of Biden's Historic in Its Magnitude. And it talks about the upcoming transition and what is predicted and what should happen and what is probably going to happen, where they talk about how in every previous time in living memory, the outgoing president has been there to meet the new president. And I don't think they mentioned this here, but you leave a note on the Resolute desk saying, hey, good luck. This is a hard job. I wish you luck. Mm, see ya. And all of this sort of stuff that, that they do. And they have this part where they say deeper cleaning protocols were arranged via the White House with outside contractors on top of regular cleaning done by the staff, including specialized attention to rugs, carpets, curtains, and surfaces to tackle any poss possibility of lingering germs of the COVID-19 sort or otherwise. Moving furniture and vacuuming, cleaning baseboards, vacuuming drapes, wiping down shades, cleaning chandeliers, washing windows, high dusting are all areas all covered during the transitional during the traditional move in of a new president. And all of this will start when they finally leave. And that that the Bidens will be sharing a bedroom. Melania Trump spent the majority of her time in the White House in the large bedroom suite, typically reserved for the presidents and their spouse, adjacent to the West Sitting Hall, according to the source, blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump slept in his own bedroom, which was previously a study or a den during other administrations. So, so in that room is where I'm picturing the TV tray, right. the burger wrappings, the empty packets to fry, the pizza boxes still with the crust in them, right? The boxes of Kentucky Fried Chicken, where most of the chicken is still on the bone because really all he wanted was the crispy, greasy, salty skin. Amen. Yes. What and does he drink? What does he drink? Yahoo? Or whoa? Or what, or, did you ever hear of the soda? That's very North Carolina of you. Go, go ahead and Google. Diet what Coke. is Trump's favorite diet Coke? Diet Coke. Or yes. Diet no, Coke. I'm pretty sure Diet Coke. So, yeah. Man. Okay. Wouldn't it be fun? Like, as much as I despise this human and wish very boring, unceremonious demise to him. Wouldn't it be fun to sit down with him and serve him his first tumbler of whiskey and to sit with him? <laughs> no. And be like, tell me... Why? What would you do? No, like, him? no, I think that even someone of my little mind could totally fuck with him uh -huh. in a way. And act like he was a genius and and bring him up a primrose path and then say something to him that would dash his ego upon the rock so he would lunge at you. But because he's so fat and his fingers are full of greasy chicken fucking skin from fucking Kentucky Fried, he misses you, lands on the floor, and then he is, in fact, the fucking prince of fucking whales. Or just, it, he is the prince of fucking whales. That is the episode title. The But the, I don't know. I feel like I could toy with him in a way, <laughs> right? Like, so as, like as an interviewer with a bottle of string. Yes, right? I feel like I could toy with him cat with a laser pen. Yes, I've, yes, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like he would be the cat, and I would have the laser, and I could just direct him to say, or do, or confess anything that I wanted him to. I don't know. He seems like such a fragile, controllable, weak-minded. Schmuck. I don't know. I can't put it in better words. It, this reminds me going back to of times on the North Carolina coast when when your dad wrote uh, the lyrics and then we as a group 
rewrote them. I added the I added the the chorus of the the Donald Trump the Donald John Trumpian blues. The Donald Trump I believe blues, yeah. was the the name of it. Yep. The Donald, there was some more than that, but anyway, I remember that. We'll have to dig that back up sometime because I think we did sing it on the air once, but that that probably deserves probably, this this probably deserves another one. It probably deserves another one right here, right here. I woke up this morning. And Donald Trump was gone. Yeah, I woke up this morning, and Donald Trump was gone. Oh, I know that it's beautiful. It makes me want to sing a song. Well, I hated him then, and you know that I hate him now. Oh, you know that I hate him. You know that I always will. Oh, I wake up tomorrow, and Donald Trump will be gone. Hey, play it, brother. Yeah, baby. Man, I will be done with my work day tomorrow when the inevitable happens. Me too. So Me too. I'm, uh, I've got I'm a bottle of champagne that I'm going to uncork. I had to do that. I got child care tomorrow, but I will I will be ready for that. I will be there. And then you know what I'm going to do after Biden gives a speech? I'm going to take a nap. And I expect it to be one of the more restful naps that I've had in four years. That's just what Joe wants to do. Yeah, try to take a nap. After <laughs> speech, the thing he would most like to do would be <laughs> to just take a nap. <laughs> I did the thing. You look over at, you I look, said my name. You look over at Jill. I said. You know who's giving Jill Biden the Jill Biden the tour of the White House? The chief usher. Yes. Of the White House, the guy who's in charge of all the people that give tours of the White House, the chief usher, and Millennia Ivanka Trump recorded maybe Millennia. A two and a half minute farewell, where she spoke at in, in, in many times about the importance of kindness. This is a woman who, for the first time in 150 years, is not showing the first lady the White House, and she gave a speech about kindness. Yeah. So I have some breaking news. We won't see this again. About Melania. We won't see it again. So there's a there's a Twitter account. I don't know if I mentioned this, called the Brimley Cocoon Line. Does this ring any bells? Oh, where yes. Wilford Brimley, when he shot Cocoon, was some crazy. He was some crazy young age, like fifty-four or something, when he played this retired dude that looked like he was seventy. He looked like he was seventy. So anyway, there's this Twitter account called the Brimley Cocoon Line which I will link to in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 094. And so what they do is they go through celebrities that are that have passed this particular age of 18,530 days old. So they... And they, so they show people like Matt Damon and people that you think that you think of as young, as having gone... as having been as old as as Wilford Brimley was and well, anyway, how old is Matt Damon so like He's not 50. scrolling scrolling back a little bit we have Vince Vaughn we have Mariah Carey we have Queen Latifah and we have series yeah but so anyway it's people that you feel that you think of as young that totally aren't anymore but anyway two days ago or one day ago they announced that Melania Trump has crossed the Wilford Brimley line of being so old. Let's see. Melania. Let's see how old she is. Uh, and you tell me that 
you're telling me that Matt Damon is 54. Hold on. First of all, Melania Trump, Slovene American, is 50 years old. Oh. And, is she? And Matt Damon is also 50. So yes, Matt Damon is wow. slightly older than Melania. But so, so why did he make it on the Walter Brimley list? Because he because because Wilford Brimley was 50 years old when he made Cocoon. Oh, I thought he was 54. Yeah, but I I, I guessed that I from that the, wrong. I guessed because I oh, wrongly okay. anchored okay. you to that number. Isn't it funny that I could think that, yeah, maybe Matt Damon is 50, but I couldn't believe he was 54. He isn't. Isn't so that funny? That's good. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> then it's not funny. I'm laughing. It's true. You think the truth is funny? Does it amuse you? Hey. You get so truth. The next time I see you, you're, you're going to be beardless? Uh, you shave him after you drink good, your champagne? Anymore? Good question. Excellent question. So I have received, much to my uh, chagrin, or sh- notification. So I've been upset. Mrs. I've been upset with the amount of praise that I have received for my beard. This oh. was this was always a I'm gonna take this off, blah blah blah, but then a bunch of people are like, no man, you look good. You should leave it. You should leave it. You, you look good. And so now I'm like, fuck. Like I don't know. Pour the champagne in your beard and baptize it a beard of the new Trumpian age. Dribble when you're drinking Post-Trumpian. the champagne. Post-Trumpian. Post-Trumpian. Dribble it out of your mouth, down into your beard. Right. Take a video of this. Someone should take a video of you doing this. With it bubbling down and then showing your hands, getting poured champagne in it and you rubbing it all over your beard. And call it the beard blessing baptism for the Trumpian, the not, the un-Trumpian age. Bubble beard. You could then write a book about it. Bubble beard. Mm, blessing baptism. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's catchy. Better bubble beard blabbing baptism. Yes. Yeah. So that would be good. That would go viral. That would go viral. Then you could sell. Picture it with a siphon, and then pan out with the camera as you're doing it, and see what's that. There's a big siphon that somebody's catching mm-hmm. the champagne from the beer your juice. beard. And then there's a bigger pan out, and it's going into a nice fancy glass bottle that says "Bubbly Beard Remnants from the Untrumpian Baptism of Bub- the Untrumpian Beard for the Ages." Bubbly, sell it. bubbly Beard Baptism Bottle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With a Happy Hour logo on it. Yes. It's good. We can make money. Hey, is it me, or is it just the Scotch talking, or is this a good idea? Huh? I'm telling you. It's one of those. One of those three things. Uh, hey, I got to go. I got soup cooking. Well. Love you, man. I love you, man. And fuck Trump. I talk to you, uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about President Joe Biden. That does it for episode number 94. We did it, everyone. We survived the Trump presidency. Congratulations, everyone. You can find the show notes for the article that we went through at happyhour.fm slash 094. You can help support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. And just go out and celebrate. It's a good brand new world. And we'll see you next week.